Lay. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. Kane is in the building. Yeah. Alright, already the show goes on all night. Till uh. the morning we dream so long. Do anybody ever wonder when they would see the thunder? Just remember when you come to the show. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast, previewing the 2022 Waste Management Open. The PGA Tour season officially begins this week. Uh, you can find the podcast on Twitter at Always Press DFS. I'm at BDN Trick, and my co-host is always on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. Jesse, how we doing, man? Doing well, dude. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. Um, Pebble wasn't uh as bad as people make it out to be but like i get why people hate it but it was still fun i thought but uh, what were your thoughts on pebble yeah i didn't watch uh much on saturday i was uh more locked into college basketball but i watched all of it on sunday that was on tv and it was it, i thought the coverage was was better than years past at least from what i remember sunday it was all like legitimately golf you know golfers you know pga tour pros versus the the celebrities i don't know if that was more maybe saturday that that shit happened but and then the golf you know i mean it, it was great as far as some good drama and stuff coming down the stretch so yeah yeah saturday pleasantly was, surprised i still fucking hate the event but yeah it's it's rough uh but saturday saturday was a celebrity slump fest i because I, I got to watch most of saturday and it was uh, every bill murray shot you could have every yeah. one of them and he's I, I literally the, the worst part about that what i took out of it was he's getting so old now there's only so many years left because he can't <laughs> swing it like he used to yeah. and i know he doesn't care about embarrassing himself but there's a point where you're just like i'm over this yeah so it was uh like he did a, a handful of like phil Mickel- mickelson's putting it before it stopped rolling type thing on the second putt so yeah i saw his little backhanded make too somehow some way but yeah, that was a miracle yeah what about? Yeah. Did you see? I'm, I'm I'm assuming you did. If you watch the coverage, Spieth shot on uh, I was six six. Uh, no, it was uh, on seven uh, eight, seven eight eight eight. eight. Okay. It's after yeah. seven. Um, I was I was shooting my pants for him. <laughs> and one thing I'll say, and I knew I'd love it the second they hired him to do it because he was almost strictly golf channel. He has his podcast, uh, Colt Nost. I knew I'd love him on the mic because the dude's one of the dudes, basically. And he was basically giving the play-by-play of everybody else. They're like, what is he doing? This is stupid. Like all these things. And watching Spieth do it, I was – because it was ironic. The day before on Friday, I had a shot at this course, and it had the pond behind me, and I'm on this like angle on this squishy, squishy shit where I didn't know if I took the wrong step, I'd fall. And I had to swing without falling backwards. Not the same thing, obviously, because he had a gigantic cliff in front of him, but I kind of had an idea of the panic mode. Um and then you hear Spieth afterwards saying he's an idiot and should never have done it. Uh, Geller, <laughs> Gellerman flat out said, I'm just going to pick his ball up and throw it in the ocean next time before he hits it. And um, But back to Colt Nost, what was great is it was like, but when they're walking to the green, he said he ta- texted uh, Max Homa's caddy because they're buddies and goes, what would you have done? He said, I would have snapped Max's clubs before he shot that. Like, <laughs> I would not have let him do that. So it, it was wild, man. Yeah. Uh yeah that was i I don't know like i yeah i mean obviously it was a a sketchy shot but like you know i feel like if anybody can pull it off it's a pro i mean like i i wouldn't hit that shot for myself because like it's not worth it for me if i'm playing pebble beach to potentially die but you know as a pro i mean that's like he took a big old wide stance and he knew he wasn't going forward at all he was falling backwards the whole time i mean and and it took off running as soon as he hit it i mean then he had a pretty miraculous shot i was shocked how he even got to the green i thought he was gonna be punching it you know whatever but and that's like you said he was falling backwards and if you watch like the video closely you could see how much weight was on that front left foot basically anchoring him away from the edge yeah Yeah. i mean he was leaned way back and that's why he hit so thin but um yeah i mean otherwise the golf was good i mean we had another you know kind of long shot at with with tom hogue at uh was he about 60 70 to one yeah give or uh, take yeah winning um and and chasing down the big dogs i mean spieth and and Cantlay both up there at the top or toward the top uh with a chance to win so i mean pebble brings uh pebble brings good golf and yeah i i just wish that there was some way we could just have just pebble beach for four days but whatever we at least get it for a couple and and now like you said we get to move into the actual fucking real 
Real golf. Cool. Yes. Very excited for the next few weeks here. And I, I one more takeaway from Pebble. It's kind of what you said there is like with Hoagie and like the big dogs. What I did love about it, even Saturday and then going into Sunday for sure, I love leaderboards where it's like you have a couple of the big names and then some like the guys that you know all of us that play a lot we like like the Putnams, the Hoagies, like these guys we've talked about before. Yeah, seeing them have like Dalman, like that. I love Troy Merritt. Didn't you mention yeah. Troy Merritt last? Yeah, week? I, I had him in like twenty five percent of my lineups. Yes, um, I him. I had, I had like almost fifty percent Putnam. Uh, this like what when I said last week, and I know people probably get frustrated because we record early, but I always say like come into the D- Slack, the the Discord if you want. I literally Wednesday, like I said, as I went in and looked at ownership, and I went heavier on like the sub ten percent projected guys, which was the way to go because six to six was like one yeah. percent, and then we had the MDF, which yeah, that sucked. Up, we haven't had in years. Yes, I mean, I don't. What, when was the last time? I guess maybe twenty nineteen. It's, it's been out of the realm for at least two years, if not three. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so most people didn't even know what MDF was. <laughs> that was um, funny watching Twitter explode on that. Yeah. One. <laughs> well, it was also trying to figure out whether it was top sixty or top sixty-five yeah. um, for that tournament. But either way, yeah, that uh, that brought back some some different memories and different shit we've been through with uh, DFS golf. But uh, yeah, man, that Troy Merritt call by you. I you know I didn't have Bo Hostler. I don't. I mean, if you played, I him, had but, I think one or two bonus because he rated out well, but I did not have a ton. Matt Fitzpatrick had a good week, man. And yeah. looking back on it, like you could have got him a low owned. low owned two there. So yeah, him, him Kadire. There's there's a handful. And like I'm gonna already preface it before we get to picks. When I like started clicking boxes on Fantasy National, this field's so loaded. You can make converse like arguments oh, yeah. for a lot of dudes in this field. It feels almost like a major. So I'm going to hundred percent going to be locking back in Wednesday afternoon or evening to be like, okay, this is how we're going to separate ourselves type thing and try to take, take a few shots at it. But yeah. uh, before we get into it, waste management open, like you said, 135 golfers, not 156, still kind of a time daylight time situation, even though I think they can get it in, but it's a little wild out there. So pace of play kind of gets affected once in a while. Just going to throw it out there. Um, but uh, it's full fa- 50,000 fans a day they're shooting for, which is going to be awesome personally to see because uh, 16 is an experience but 135 golfers uh, a lot of course history comes into players the third uh, data golf said it's the third most relevant course for course history or event history keep that in mind with all that being said got some passive history for us yes so this has been played here for 35 straight years or something at the same golf course so course history is most definitely a factor last year brooks kepka won his second title 19 under one shot over KH Lee and Xander. Uh, 2020 was Webb Simpson's year, 17 under in a playoff over Tony Finau. Ricky won this in 2019, 17 under, two shots over Brandon Grace. Woodland was the 2018 winner, 18 under in a playoff over Chez. Uh, Hideki won it back to back in 17 and 16. He was 17 under and 14 under in those years, and, and both of them were in a playoff. The uh, 17 year was over Webb and the, the 16 year was over Ricky. Ricky um, yeah. 2015 was Brooks again. Phil Mickelson is not playing this week has won this three times, but that's it really as far as like what really matters. Yeah, Phil, I think we're starting to see the uh, cash grab Phil time because we saw him go to Saudi. He always plays Pebble, always plays it. Didn't play Pebble. Usually always plays Phoenix because he's an Arizona State guy. It's usually him and Rom for the first two rounds. That ain't happening. I think he's getting to that age bracket where he's like, you know what? Well, he We're had to make some, money. I don't know if you saw. He had some interesting quotes. The quotes? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Would you like to elaborate on that? I mean, I don't. You know, I. I don't know what he's, what his plan is. I mean, it, you know, if if I'm Phil Mickelson and I'm as old as he is and like getting ready to be on the Champions Tour and obviously not really able to keep up with these new guys, um, I mean, I would highly consider taking a big ass payday. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean. So, I mean, I, you know, he's a gambler by nature, I feel like. And, mm-hmm. I mean, that would be a, a huge gamble. But you know what they should do is they should pay him to commentate the Saudi tour. <laughs> like, play if you want. Play if you want. But on the weekends when you miss the cut, come commentate for God, us. God, if CBS could get him, man, and get fucking oh. Faldo out the booth. dude. Yeah, put him in there. Get, like, get, get Faraday going. Like, just get this group. And it's out. Gonna I'm yeah. with you. Yeah. Like they need to stop this NBC, CBS. I get it, money, whatever. Just have one group of commentators for the whole season, please. Like, because Faraday's NBC, he's the best personally. Like, if, if they unleash him, when yeah. they hold him back, it sucks. But yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's just I do. What they could do to, they want to grow the game. Like, here's how you grow the game. 
pretty right. quickly. But uh, yeah, Phil had some choice words, but I don't know. Did you see Brooks? Fight I did. Back? Yeah. Talk about, awesome. I wouldn't be talking about being greedy. Yeah. I mean, awesome. Brooks has some some balls. I'm sure they have a pretty good relationship though, too, for him to say that. So yeah, I just love I love that kind of trash talk. That's like just be with the boys. This is how we talk trash. That was awesome. Um, Dom in the chat says he feels like Phil's comments were similar to Russ Wilson requesting to trade last offseason. He fixed uh, he fired off his quotes and then thought he would have people on his side, but nope, didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, Phil's kind of sitting in the wind right now. And then HV three goes and wins over there. We didn't even mention that. Did you yeah. see the eagle putt he made? I did. That was uh, <laughs> quite insane. I mean, to win a fucking golf tournament on that. Um, and I mean, you know, the guys won two now, and I think one of them was in Australia, like the Australian yep. masters. Yep. So this is his second event that he's ever won and hasn't won anything on the PGA tour at this point, but that's a huge win for, you know, him for sure. If you're a course history believer, he checks boxes this week. So we'll talk about him shortly, but you mentioned some passive in history. When we talked golf course here. You mentioned 30 plus years here at TPC Scottsdale. 7,261 yards, par 71, only three par fives, 11 par fours, four par threes. Don't worry about the grasses because wherever you listen to, it's like 70 different blends depending on who you listen to. It's a Bermuda with blends, put it that way. Um, It'll resemble like sawgrass. It's very fast, very fast, not super slopey, but like 17, massive slope to the water. Um, But there was a stat I read like anywhere from 10 10 to 15 feet out we're like the most made putts on tour in recent years because it's so so fast and the speed. A lot of these bad putters prefer speed. They talk about it all the time. That's why like Matsuyama and stuff do well at this course. Um, so it, it's technically Bermuda with overseas, but who cares? Um, you're going to want par five scoring, 550 to 600, because you can eagle all these. You can get to all these in two. The thing with these greens, they're large. They're like twice as big as Pebble, which are the smallest on tour. These range from seven to 8,000 square feet which means three-putt avoidance will be big, and that's why like guys get to a lot of these par fives and two, but it's a lot of two-putts and pray that you don't three-putt situations. So keep that in mind. But there are eagle chances if you're knocking it stiff. Approach game is going to be key. Um, the ball will travel farther because it's like thin desert air slash a little bit of elevation, and it's firm and fast. So it's going to roll a ton. The, um, the rough isn't super penal, but with the approach game on these very hard, non-receptive greens – like always, if you're in the fairway, you got a better chance to spend stuff and make things happen. So you want to look at that. Um, you can go to the native areas to avoid the cactuses and that other fun stuff. The front nines, more houses involved. Back nines, pretty much wide open. But there is a lot of water in play on these courses. Like um, it's a good finishing setup. The par five, fifteen's got water pretty much all around it. If you guys remember, James Hahn had a chance to do some damage last year. He found the drink, basically opened the door for Brooks. You got 16 Stadium Hall, which everybody loves. The drivable par four, 17. That um, we remember Smiley, um, no, it wasn't uh, Kaufman. Was it Smiley Kaufman? No. Ollie Schneider Jans put it off uh, yeah. the green. He, yeah. he drove it and then put it all the way off because they're that fast. And on Sunday, the pins in the corner were just rolls on out. So you got to be careful there. Then the 18s, fun. He's got the coffin bunkers on both sides. It's, they're gettable, scorable holes. But at the same time, if you're kind of too wayward, you'll eat your lunch. So it's like a, it's a very good golf course. Approach game's key. Um, I'd say par fours, it's like half and half, like four to 450, 450 to 500, if you're looking at certain metrics. Uh, the most common, looking at Fantasy National, the most common approach shot was 150 to 175. You'll get some longer ones on due to the longer par fours slash par fives, but your main target demo is 150 to 175. Uh, and you're to want to scramble pretty good because like I said those greens are firm and fast, so it's hard to uh, catch them, like I said. So uh, what stats are you looking at this week? Yeah, I mean, uh, off the tee matters uh, quite a bit um plenty of course history so i wait that uh and then you know kind of accuracy over distance um it's not overly long and and you really want to be able to be in play uh because if you ever play desert golf there's plenty of places to hit it or it's not in play yep yep i'm with you and um also to the vein of um the, the the thin air the ball goes farther this is one of the courses with the longest driving distances on tour so it lets the short hitters keep up like right. i think last year the longest the average drive was like 308 or something so that tells you the ball the ball can carry out here pretty good so some less than driver situations if they choose before we get into the dk picks as always fanshiresports.com big friend of the show Use promo code always press for a discount on the package of your choice. You can do a lot of different things here. I did like, you know, last 10 events in a strong field, which this is a very strong field, one of the best fields they've ever had here. Uh, DK scoring, John Rom, Justin Thomas, Patrick Cantley, Scotty Scheffler, Victor Hovland, Hideki Matsuyama. So the big dogs show up in the big fields. 
Last 10 events, par 71, 7,000 to 72. It's technically like 72-61, but with elevation, I kind of I picked the lower bracket here. Uh, Vic Hovland scores out well here. Uh, McNeely, who's out now. Uh, Kucher, Berger, he's a question mark. Dahman and answer. Check the boxes here. And then I did a combination of the last since uh, 2016 all the way through last year between the waste management and the Shriners because the Shriners is in Vegas, a massive desert type course, a lot of similarities in those two golf courses. So just kind of an idea of who scores well DK wise in those events. Um, Patrick Cantlay, Usti, uh, Matthew Neesmith, Chesson Hadley, Xander Shoffle, Brooks, Ricky Fowler. So there's some uh, names to kind of uh, get an idea of what's going on. But with all that being said, Jesse, let's get into some DK action on this wonderful, wonderful waste management podcast, 10K and above, John Rom, 11.6, JT, 11,000, Cantley, 10.7, Hideki, 10.4, Vic Hovland, 10.2, and Vic won over in Europe recently because that won't show up in most of your stats. So what do you got for us? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, pick your poison up here. For me, on my like, just from a model perspective, it's John Rom, and then everybody else. Uh, you know, I don't think that's a surprise to anybody. He's not missed a cutter since 2015. His worst fin- his worst finish is 16th. I mean, the, he's front. He's like I played golf at Arizona State. You know, I he probably got a house in the area. I don't know, but I mean, I mean, it's John Rom. The other guy that I'm like really interested in is Hideki, ten uh, four. I mean, he he tends to be to come in under owned, uh, in a lot of events. Um, especially when you look at like JT being up there, can't lay obviously playing very well. Uh, so just from an ownership perspective, I, I, I kind of like the, the playing Hideki and being able to get kind of, you know, a little bit lower ownership on him. Obviously the guys won here twice. He won back to back years in 17 and 16. Um, and is, you know, has won twice in his last four starts. So pretty fucking good. Yeah, he's locked in right now. It's like um, those years he won back-to-back all the way through before last year's t- uh, T42. I saw he was gaining uh, almost a total of five strokes um, per tournament, which is pretty pretty impressive for yeah. uh, just anybody in general. And that's when he ha- wasn't playing consistently good golf. Like everyone said he couldn't close, and now he's closing. So it'll be interesting to see how, how he comes out here. And I love Hideki, like you said. It's, I've been rolling with him most of this like season because of the ownership game. And this top area is a, is a perfect ownership play. All five of these guys rank in the top nine in my model. Like, they're all, like, phenomenal. Like you said, don't have to say a whole lot about them. And honestly, Victor would probably be higher if we had the Euro stats. He'd probably be even higher than this. Right. So um, these guys are all phenomenal. The only thing I could say, if you have to cherry pick anything, Cantley's never played here before. Doesn't really stop me from liking Patrick Cantley because he's that locked in. Hovland's only played here once, missed the cut in 2020. Not too worried about that either. All these guys are legit awesome plays. Like, Rom, T13, T9, T10, T11, T16. Thomas, T13, T33, T17. Like, these guys all play great golf yeah. here. So, pick your poison. It, it, it's <laughs> it's just hard to, it's hard to pick apart any of these guys. Yeah. And none of them really have bad course history. I mean, it's just like, like we've said multiple times, you know, basically, flip a coin. I mean. Yeah, like in the, in the, in the 20 maxes, I'll, I'll, I'll probably have – 10 to 15% of each of them and maybe go heavier, like on the lowest owned one is what it'll come down to because you can make arguments for some six K guys in this field, some low seven K builds. Like, yeah, it's definitely doable. It's it's a loaded field. So I definitely will play the ownership game here, but I I will have a little bit of each of them. I guarantee you that for what it's worth too. Like I, I, uh, for some reason I played on FanDuel for the, uh, for the the championship game so the nfl championship game weekend so i've got some money on there whatever so i went and made a lineup over there and it was really comfortable to put in rom and hideki in the same lineup oh jeez, fanduel never fails never fails on their pricing well the, unbelievable. The, the biggest problem with fanduel is their app sucks yeah. Yeah. it's the absolute stone cold worst have they fixed it so you can actually no. reserve tournaments now yeah yeah you can yes okay yeah, yeah. that was and, the thing that used to bug and, me the most and you can mass upload but like just looking at it it like i just want to just throw my phone it's the it's the worst when you're when you're used to dealing with DK and you go to FanDuel it's it's awful. Uh, Dom Walton has a couple more. Uh, he's great at info. He's always in the Discord like we talk about. Uh, heading into this event last year, Decky was twenty three of his twenty four rounds under par at TPC Scottsdale. Pretty good. 
Um, and then Rom lives in Arizona and finished T14, T16, even as an amateur. So if you want to add on to that last five tournaments I talked about, throw the amateurs on top. Pretty, pretty remarkable stuff. Yeah. So like we said, is you play the ownership game, maybe any little bit of weird news, like kind of pay attention to, but we know that we don't get breaking news on golf. So that's how All it right. works. Uh, 9K range. Now it gets a little more fun. You got Spieth at 99, Xander all the way down to 97. Like in years past that, a loaded field, he was guaranteed like second most expensive guy. Not right now. Brooks, the defending champion at 94, Burns down to 93, Berger 92, who withdrew last week with a back injury. He suffered at the Farmers. So keep an eye on that. Scheffler 91, Bubba 9,000, and Bubba had a big weekend in Saudi as well. And he, Bubba, loves this golf course. Yeah. Start off top with Jordan Spieth um, at 99. I mean, his course history isn't necessarily the very best, but every time he's made the cut, which is three or five years, he's finished inside the top 10, including a fourth-place finish last year, coming off a second-place finish last week. Um, I mean, I don't think Jordan's going to get a whole lot of talk this week. Xander will. I've already seen his name everywhere. Um, he hasn't missed a cut here in four years, finished second here last year. Hasn't missed a cut in forever on tour. Um, played a couple tournaments already this year. And I mean, not necessarily great finishes, but I think he's fine. Sam Burns at 9,300 is a, is a guy that I, I, I've got some interest in. Finished 22nd here last year. He's coming off a miscut at the Farmers, uh, but obviously was playing really, really good golf before that. You know, didn't have a wor- finish worse than 19th in his five previous starts to that Farmers. Uh, so, you know, I... He's not been as good in this calendar year, but, you know, if he can figure it out. And then Scheffler at 91, he rates out really well on my model. Um, seventh here last year uh, and is, you know, a couple top 25s already this year um, on tour. So I think Scheffler at 91 there is a, is a bit of a steal in my opinion. It's a fun range again. Like speed, I don't have checked off yet because he rates out really poor in my model surprisingly yeah. now the, the model is he's, he's rated terrible in mine too yeah. but but it's like you said even last week before burger withdrew he was getting very low ownership and i'm so mad because i went off of him because everyone went to speed that would worked out pretty well but um that could be another thing because it, it was this tournament last year where we really saw his coming back party because this was before pebble usually right. so he had a big week and kind of blew it in the final round kind of the driver disappeared again could be an interesting play like you said xander 97 everyone will be on i get it i do but he even rates out pretty poorly in this model but great course history if you want to follow that trend i do like sam burns he's 12th on my model he rates out very well in pretty much every category except the par four fours from 450 to 600 everything else is beautiful uh that hopefully that miscut brings him down a little bit burger second in my model i just have no idea where he's at with that back injury and with such a loaded field i'm probably gonna stay off of him and that could backfire tremendously well you know it I- if the fucking hopefully somebody, somebody asks him a question, assuming he has a press conference this week, and we yep. get a little bit of information about it, um, because it's amazing that like I was people were talking about it, like nobody asked him about his back at all yep. whatsoever in his press conference last week. So, yeah, but back injuries, man, and when golfers, it's just one little tweak, man, it just yeah. doesn't. But if he like if he plays, I'd say he'd be very low on. Yeah, that's I will pivot and be cussing at my phone halfway through Thursday probably, but like he's going to be, he rates out phenomenally. His course history is great. Like he fits this very well and 9,200 bucks from a guy we've been paying five digits for most of the time. Right. I got, that's pretty, pretty tempting for sure. Love the Scotty Scheffler call 16th, my model, uh, massive birdie score. We know he can play on courses like this. He's got a great approach game uh, and hopefully comes in lower owned as well. Uh, you didn't mention him, but Bubba at 9,000 rates well here. Uh, you know, course history, T22, T3, T4, T40s last four years. It goes deeper than that. He's been phenomenal. Are you on? Are you off, Bubba? What are you doing with a $9,000 Bubba who probably will be popular? Yeah, that's a huge price increase for Bubba. I mean, he's got the course history, obviously. Does play very well around here, but I don't know, man. I, you know, I, I wouldn't talk anybody out of playing him. I just don't know that I will this week. We'll just, it's more like a wait and see for me. Um, if he comes in like projected low ownership, I'm much more intrigued. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I just have a feeling he'll be high-owned, and for that reason, and people probably hate comments like this, but I think he's a very good cash game play because I think he makes the cut. But does he have you know the equity of $9,000? That's the conundrum right, right now. So like, I think he's a great cash game play because outside of once or twice in like his entire career, he's made the cut and usually made it rather easily at this golf course. It's just, you know, 
he could easily go T45 and no one would be shocked. But in cash, that's fine. Yeah. So it's interesting. All right, 8K range. You got Finau at 89, Usti 88, Fitz 87, Webb 86. That shocked me when I saw that earlier today. Uh, Adam Scott 85, Seamus Power. Man, what happened on Saturday and Sunday at 84? <laughs> Connors 83, Russ 82, Hoagie 81, English 8,000. This is why this feels like a major. This $8,000 range is ridiculous. Yeah, uh, when when Seamus, uh, yeah, when, when I, I didn't expect him to like, Collapse because I mean, obviously, he was playing Monterey too. We didn't talk Dude, about this, yeah. He was playing he Monterey on Saturday. Golf yeah. course, man. Um, he tore up Spyglass and Pebble and then just just disappeared, disappeared, yeah. And then didn't play well. I, I expected him to bounce back better on Sunday and mm-hmm. put him on a showdown team, and he did not play very well. But me and my friends were texting, and they're all members at Champions, which is where the Barbasol is played. And Seamus won that last year, and Troy Merritt is also a past champion of of that tournament at champions. And so we were comparing, you know, I mean, basically Pebble beach and champions. So in the future, we same fucking golf course. model and <laughs> send it to, to Pebble. basically the same golf course. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> well, that's what, know. okay. It's funny. You mentioned that not, just a quick sidetrack because I've walked the course hundreds of times mm-hmm. and I've had, like I was playing close by on Friday and someone goes, do you think we could play Pebble? I said, yeah, I said, we could, you know, like our mistakes would get eaten a lot more than a pro. Like even our mistakes, a pro could get out of because it's not a long golf course. It's kind of open. If the rough's not too bad, it's a very gettable golf course. It's just, don't get distracted by this large blue thing on your right. Yeah. And when it get, which will get right to your head. And then if it gets windy, you're in trouble. But if it's like a calm, beautiful day, which most of the weekend was yeah. uh, this past week, it's a very gettable and, golf. And course. there was no rough. Like yeah. they had that rough cut way down. Yeah. Because of the, the the amateurs, you don't yeah, want. It's a very gettable golf course. Am's really looking is. for. Uh, so, Louis Louis stays in eighty eight hundred bucks. Eleventh um, here last year, third in two thousand seventeen in his two starts. Uh, his last start was a DQ. Uh, at least that's how Fancy Labs has it listed here, which was the RSM Classic. So he hasn't played in a while, which makes him a little bit sketchy. Um, Adam Scott, my model likes him quite a bit. He's never played here, which is surprising to me, uh, but it's coming off a ninth place finish um, in, in Dubai uh, a couple weeks ago. I don't know if he played last week or not. Uh, Corey Connors, this just feels like a place that Corey Connors should yes. do well, right? Big time. Because you look like like Don put in the uh, the chat, bad putters win here, Decky, Kyle Stanley, JB, um, you know, are, are guys who – Traditionally, you don't think of as good putters, and you definitely don't think Corey Connors is a good putter, but he is a ball striker, uh, and we know that. He's had a little bit of success here, 17th last year, 45th the year before that, but is coming off two consecutive missed cuts. I think his ownership will be way down there. Model also loves Russell Henley. The thing about Russell Henley is every other year he misses the cut, and this would be a missed cut year. Uh, So if you like patterns – and buy into that, you don't want to play Russell Henley. But if you like stats, I mean, whew, he's hitting the ball really well, coming off a 14th place finish at the American Express and second over in Hawaii. Um, and that's it for me in the 8K range there. Yeah, it's weird. I'm with you because you didn't mention him. So I'm assuming you're off of him. I'm not playing Fino either, and it feels really weird at 8900 bucks. Like, so it doesn't matter. Like, I'll, if I play him, He's gonna <laughs> he's gonna beat me if if I if I don't play him he's he's gonna beat me I mean does nice. this, for me I've just given up like I'm just yeah, not even he, gonna talk he's about played him. so well here and it's just like oh man it's so cheap but I'm I'm off him too I do love Usti at eighty eighty seventeenth in my model and again most of these stats are old because as you mentioned he hasn't played since like the RSM where he uh, DQ'd and then um he was supposed to play uh, last weekend in Saudi but uh, he decided to stay home for a father daughter dance instead well good so, for him man yeah that's the story we've heard. That's what I saw. I remember seeing something. Everyone's like, I think it was like Wednesday. People were saying, oh, he's withdrawing and all this stuff. But he, I think he, he decided to stay home. I think there's also a problem getting his like visa to get over there or something. I don't know. But a combination of things. But apparently he went to a father's daughter dance over the weekend. So, um, yeah, that's cool with me. And he's played great at this golf course. We talk about like just approach game and ball strikers. Usti's outstanding. So um, I like him a lot this week. Just remember, there's always a chance that he forgets his bed and withdraws. So always an option with Usti, but I do like him. Um, man, what is with Webb, Jesse? What are we doing with Webb? Buddy. He owns this golf course. Yeah. I, I mean, like, I don't know. What to do. He rates out great, but he's playing so bad right now. 
Yeah, it's it's been that way for like the last. I feel like the last at least six months with him. I mean, when I say when you say playing bad, like yeah, not the web standards. Yeah, I mean, just not as good as what we traditionally think is of Webb Simpson. But yeah, I, I you know he's a guy that like kind of circling back to uh, when we were talking about Burger, uh, not not necessarily the exact same thing, but um, or no Bubba from an ownership perspective, if he's low owned. Mm-hmm. I don't mind him a bit, but he's never yeah. low owned. So true. true, especially at this price, people are going to flock to him. Really. I would think it's like the old school Kucher at seventy four hundred or something. Right, like, right, right. Yeah. So uh, Dom's got a question: Who would you rather take at thirty to one, Henley or Brooks? I mean, Brooks for me. Yeah. yeah, Brooks is that ceiling guy. It's all or nothing. Henley just doesn't. He hasn't shown the closing ability. Brooks won twice here. Yeah, I mean, I would I would definitely go Brooks if I was choosing between those two. Um, back to, so Webb is I'm intrigued, but I like Seamus at 84 just because the dude is a DK scoring machine. He gets tons of birdies. He might not have the closing gene just yet, but again, he ranks 25th in my model. He's fourth in birdie or better three and third in DK scoring. He's 13th in the par fives here, 17th in the par fours, four to four fifty. I like him a lot at 84. And I'm hoping people get scared off of the weekend. Love Corey Connors with you as well. When you're talking like what, the, the the ideal golfer based on stats should be it's pretty much Corey Connors for this golf course. So it's like unless Corey just really poops the bed somewhere, like let's let's go Corey Connors at eighty eighty three hundred bucks. I'm quite intrigued. I'm with you on Russell Henley. Ranks fourth in my model. I always get him wrong. He's like my Tony Fee now to you. Like I just always get Henley wrong when I play him. He does horrible when I don't play him. He almost wins a golf tournament. So um, I'm gonna have some just because I, I I feel like I'm gonna miss out on this at eighty two hundred bucks. But it's crazy. Hoagie at 81, I love too. I know it's coming off a W. It's hard to back-to-back, but the run he's in has been ridiculous, and I think it's still a bit of a discount. His approach game has been great, and he's phenomenal on par fives. So it's a guy that um, I'm, I'm going to keep riding this this train for now. And it doesn't hurt that um, at this golf course, you know, miscut last year, but then T25, T44, so he's had some success here. So I'll, I'll take a chance with some time Hoagie. So I love this kind of lower 8K range. Big fan of what they got on this one. 75 to 79, answer Horschel, Gooch, Varner, List, McNeely's gone. Fowler, Homa, Putnam, Mitchell, C. Wu, Kim. Who do you like? Uh, start talking with Billy Horschel at 7,900 bucks. Um, I was going to look this up and then you started asking me questions and I got distracted. What's Horschel's world, world ranking at the moment? Yeah, he's the, 22nd. Remember the stats hate him still because of all the Euro events. Yeah, so he's 22nd in the world rankings in like. I don't know how many golfers we've been through already, but yep. um, his course history, he's not missed a cut here at least since yep. 2015. I don't know if it goes, you know, back further than that. That's, that's all I've got right here on my list. And his last time out, you remember at the farmers um, finished 11th, hasn't missed a cut in forever. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know that anybody will play him. And while he still has me blocked on Twitter, which it's amazing. by, by law, amazing. I have to mention that. Um, I'm willing to play him this week at 7,100 bucks. I, th- I feel like, I just feel like he should be low owned and he has a lot more, he has the ability to win, um, more so than a lot of these guys down here. Uh, Luke list at 7,700 bucks. I mean, you know, it, it's obviously coming off a win. So, you know, Luke, it is, it, it goes back to kind of the Corey, Corey Connors narrative. We were talking about with the ball striking and, and bad putting and that type of shit. You can kind of max that here. I've seen Max Homa's name uh, quite a bit already. 42nd last year, 6th the year before that. Coming off a miscut at the Farmers. Um, they've been playing better, uh, at least through the fall swing. And I know he's had that that miscut this year. But, you know, I, I think he's fine at, at 76. Keith Mitchell's another guy who's just yeah. been playing really well recently. This is overseeded, right? This is overseeded Bermuda. Is that correct? Yeah, so it's not as normal. Like, let's crush thing Bermuda grass. Yeah, now. but you know the thing is, like, um, he he played. Where did he finish last week? I want to say like around fifteenth area. Well, yeah, just, on yeah. Poa, you know, and not necessarily. And then at the Sony, he played really well. Did miss the cut at the Farmers, but he's a a boomer bust type of guy here at seventy five hundred that I think is playable. I love Keith Mitchell this week. I've loved him the last few weeks. I've had a lot of Keith Mitchell of late, and I watched a lot of that round on Saturday and part of Sunday, and he, he just couldn't putt. It was unbelievable. He could have easily just uh, gone scorched earth on that place. His off-the-tee game and approach game 
is locked in right now. He's third off the tee over the last 24 rounds in this field. He's uh, fourth on par fours, 450 to 500. I, I'm i going to go back to Keith at $7,500. He's one of the longer shots that I think has a good chance to make some money this week. So I'll keep riding him. We know he can go full goofball from time to time and miss a cut like anybody can, but I think he's got massive upside at this range. I love putting him again at $7,500. I'll keep playing him. His putter bailed, like just busted for him over the weekend, especially late Saturday into Sunday. He's a, a T7 here last year as well, so I like Putnam at 7,500. I like Homa. You mentioned him. Desert Golf, he can play that quite well. I'm all in on Luke List. He's first in my model, so that tells you a lot about Luke List. Uh, $7,700. Uh, you mentioned Billy Ho. I love that call. And then, you know, if you want to talk course history, and he just came off a dub, um, Harold Varner, T13, miscut T10, T38, T68. So, he does like playing here. There's a lot of good plays. It's a, it's a loaded field. Like you can make arguments for Gooch. He's played horrible here, playing in good form. Answer's always a guy if he gets his irons going. He's one of the best iron players in golf. So I'm not like all in on those guys like I was on those early 7K guys, Homa, Putnam, Mitchell. But uh, you can definitely make some noise. I like Billy Ho quite a bit as well. Like you, I like he stood out in a big, big way. 7K to 74, another good chunk of golfers here. Yep. Start up top with uh, Kucher there at 7,400. Um, Hasn't missed a cut here since 2012. You see, uh, he was a, one of the chalkiest guys last week, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I was very Insane. surprised at that. Insane. I, that, that shocked me. I, I, I don't disagree, and then he missed a cut, right? Yep, missed the cut. It wasn't even necessarily close. Well, I mean, he one under. One under. Yeah. yeah, he shot one under for the week. Um, But I, I think going back to him, I mean, obviously he burned a lot of people. Last he was like 25% owned, like almost like third or fourth highest owned guy. Yeah. Uh, so I actually like going going to him this week at seventy four hundred. Um, like I said, he you know hasn't missed a cutter since two thousand twelve. Forty uh, second last year, sixteenth year before that, um, and then you know Keegan at seventy two. You know, you, hypothetically, this is going with the Corey Connors, uh, Luke List kind of talk. Um, he's actually played decently well around here. He's got one missed cut in two thousand seventeen. Otherwise, since two thousand fifteen, he's made the cut every year. Not necessarily great finishes, but. You know, we're down here at 7200 bucks, so it's not like we're we, we have to have this guy win. Um, Chucky three sticks at uh, 72 as well. Uh, hasn't missed a cut here since 2011. Um, had you know, hasn't played here since 2016, but has done well here traditionally in the past and has had a really good false or uh west coast swing versus last year. Um, two made cuts for him. Did he play last week? I don't think he did. I don't did believe he? he did. No, um, yeah, so. He's 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 back to his kind of West Coast form. Uh, Pat Perez, man, you boy, fat, flat bill at uh, falling at seventy one. Um, he was like my only saving grace. I had uh, like my junkies lineup and kind of like that single entry lineup that I that I make every week was it only ended up with him and uh, and Jordan Spieth <laughs> at the end. I had two of six on that lineup because I had a couple more guys that were at four hundred got MDF'd, but uh, but. I mean, two guys inside the top ten. It's not yeah. terrible. Uh, and Franny at seven thousand. Um, two of two made cuts at this uh, at this event, and two of two this year with that sixth place finish at the American Express. He, you know, he he started off really hot at the Farmers and kind of fell off. Um, and then last but not least, I've seen this name quite a bit already too. Mito at seven thousand. I expect him to be popular. He's got three straight top thirties uh on tour um did he did he play last week he played last week yes and i believe he missed the cut yeah so there you go but people like him already at seven thousand, so he might be high owned um I, I i like him as well he's never played here but that's gonna be the case for him in a lot of these places this year yeah he's, he's pretty good for this price range uh, a lot of guys i like i won't mention them all um but russell knox at 73 is 18th in my model 11th on approach First in good drives, which helps because he's a big iron player, so it helps him hit those greens. He's 13th in proximity, 150 to 175, that, that main proximity we talked about. And when you look at past event history here, uh, T53, T16, T10 in the last three years. So he's played some good golf here. Um, a few other guys, I like the Keegan Bradley call. Denny McCarthy, 34th in my model, fifth around the greens. We did the scramble, that's good. Uh, he's 13th in birdie or better. He's fourth in par fours, 400 to 450. And I uh, missed a cut here last year, but in T59, T33. So he's made two out of three cuts at this golf course. Uh, Aaron Wise, similar to my thoughts on Keith Mitchell, 
why is it $7,100 is another guy I could see winning this event if you want a long shot. Like, he's 15th in my model. He's 25th off the tee. He's 10th in DK scoring over the last 24 rounds. Um, he rates out as, you know, top 50 in most of the stats I'm looking at. Uh, he, he missed the cut. or no, He made he finished 66 last year, missed cut the year before. But he's also putting a ton better than he was at any time he's played this golf course. So Aaron Wise at 71. I like the Pat Perez call. Um, there's a couple of course history guys if you want to go there. But then Mito at 7,000. I'm with you as well. He's 13th in my model, 8th in approach, 8th in uh, ball striking, 3rd in par 4s, 4 to 450s, and 4th in par 4s, 450 to 500. So he rates out very, very well and will be very, very popular, as you mentioned. Uh, 6K range, who are you liking? Start with Stuart Sink. Um, he's made three straight cuts here. Not necessarily great finishes. His best finish is 50th, but he's making the cut and he's got two straight cuts uh, made on tour, which both the, he hasn't played since Hawaii. I don't think he was in the field last week. No. The Gala missed the cut last last week on the number. He's never played here, but I would go back to him at 6,700 all day. My model loves Neesmith. I, I'm, I'm guessing it, it's, you know, I got quite a bit of course history in there. He finished seventh here last year. Um, and uh, 34th at the Farmers. Uh, and then Nordlander, another guy who I, I feel like at 6,500 has a chance. Um, he finished 22nd here last year. And as, his last timeout was the, the Farmers, and he missed the cut. And then moving down just a little bit more, Eckroat, man. What Austin Eckroat. at slam he had. Yeah, 62. Did he, did he end up missing the cut? Yep. Yeah, he putted his way out of it. That was sketch. Um yep. But the the model still likes him quite a bit, so I, I think at sixty two hundred, if you're down here in this range, I don't think I will be at all. Um, but you know, he's he's the guy that I would look at there. Uh, sixty nine hundred dollars. Adam Hadwin. He's forty uh, seventh in my model. He finished sixteenth last week at Pebble. If we want to do the Shriners comparison for desert golf, finished sixth this past year. Finished twenty fifth at the Amex, another kind of deserty course. And we look at uh, course history here. He's made five straight cuts at least. I only go back five years. T50, T40, T44, T43, T12. Not like amazing finishes, but he's making cuts at $6,900, which sounds pretty darn good to me. Uh, a few other guys to take a peek at here. If you want course history, Martin Laird. He's 22nd in my model. He's third from 150 to 175, is which we want to crush. And it makes sense because you look at his course history. Missed cut, but then 55th, 26th, 9th, 7th. So he's played well at this golf course as well. And he's always an entertaining guy. Um, you got Nick Taylor. He's played really well here, and he's playing really well the last like three or four weeks. So he's a guy you can look at at sixty eight hundred. Griot's another guy at thirty seven or at sixty seven hundred bucks, thirty sixth in my model. He's eighth in proximity. He's fourth in par or tenth in par four scoring, thirteenth off the tee. So he's interesting at sixty seven. Like the Thigala call, uh, Neesmith that I checked off as well at sixty six. Another guy, Dougie Gim, never played here before, but um, really good um, par five score and off the tee. So he could be interesting at sixty six. Like, I like a lot of 6K guys. Um, Wyndham Clark's intriguing to me. Great course history here. One guy that stood out, I don't think he's played here. Let me clarify that before I open my mouth even more. Uh, no, he has not, but he's played really well over in Europe. And uh, I don't know how he's $6,500. That's Matt Wallace. That's a guy that plays in WGCs religiously. Like, he's 42nd in my model. He should be priced higher than 65 in my opinion. So he kind of stood out like a sore thumb. Um, but there's a handful of guys down here like, Poston is playing horrible golf right now. But we look at JT Poston's course history, if you're a believer in that, T11, T37, T26. So maybe you just need to get off of the POA and get going. That happens to a lot of guys. And the last one, I'm, I'll ask you, because you usually ride him a lot, and you did not mention him. And I have a lot more guys start off here that I have to narrow down, but I'm not mentioning all of them. But Jason Duffner is 11th in my model, Jesse. 11th in my model. Not great course history, but when it comes to the way he's striking right now, he's ball striking very, very well. He's $6,100. You can say yeah, no. I mean, you can say no. It's fine. Four straight miscuts at the event, but before that, eighth and second. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, at 61, I mean, if you're down there, I, I just – I don't like think if, it if has to a, happen this you week. You put like a but... Rom Hideki build together. Throw in Duffner. You could get you get all kinds of fun. That's true. That's very true. Yes. So I'm not saying you need to go a ton of Duffer, but I thought it was interesting when I looked at my model. And I, I, well, there's like I a mean, couple guys every week where I'm like, how are they rated this way? And well, here's the thing. <laughs> the last two weeks, it's worked out. Yeah. So 
like they tell you, just trust it. And it's like you can't pick and choose when you like it, when you don't. So it's 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 a fun game we play here in DFS yeah. golf. But uh, let's recap things real quick. Isn't there Can a way we... on Fantasy National to like remove the names? Yeah, I, I I meant to do that. I need to just do that, but because that would have really stood out. Like, I would oh, try that. Great. I would try that one week with like just making lineups that way. You know what I mean? Maybe I'll do it. Um, for Augusta, I'll do I'll do a twenty max without even seeing them, and then I'll do a twenty max after seeing them and seeing how the two play out. Because at least the tournaments are good paydays then. So All right, yeah, <laughs> works out well. Or I'll pick a different tournament. We'll see. We'll see. But ten uh, k and above, who's your top player? I mean, it's Rom um, yeah. Hideki for ownership. Yeah, I'll take Hideki to be different. I'm curious with so many people playing the course history narrative this week. Cantley never playing here. If you get him low owned, I'm intrigued. But uh, we'll see. Nine uh, K range. Who you got? I'm gonna say Jordan Spieth. That's a sneaky good one. Sneaky good. I will go with. Uh, I want to say Burger, but I'm scared. Um, I'll say Scheffler for now. That that's a fun range. Fun fun range. Eight K range. Who do you got? I'm gonna say Corey Connors. Yeah, I'm gonna go Usti to be different, but Connors would be my dude as well. Uh, Seventy five to seventy nine. Billy Ho. Love that play. We're on a lot of the similar mind wavelengths here. Um, I'm just gonna I'm gonna cheat and just say that 75 range, Mitchell, Putnam, and 76 Homa. I love those three guys a lot this week. So I'm just gonna cheat. I like those guys a lot. Um, 7K to 7400. I'm gonna say uh, Pat Perez, man. That's sneaky nice, sneaky nice. I'm gonna go Rusty Knox. Rusty, no, I can't. I talk. I can't talk this up and not do it. Aaron Wise. I said the guy could win for Christ's sake. I got to pick him at 7100 bucks. Um, 6K range. Who you got? I'm gonna say Thigala. I like Thigala. I'm just gonna go. Um, where did he go here? I'm gonna go with uh, Neesmith. I'm gonna go with Neesmith at 66. That one is kind of intriguing. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Matt Wallace at 65. I got I got to scroll down some more. Matt Wallace at 65 is the dude I want because that's too damn cheap. Might backfire, but I like my upside there with Matty Wallace. Um, starting out cash this week. This is actually I think a good week to do cash. Smaller field and a loaded field, so you can make some noise here. Three guys you'd start out cash lineup with. I mean, I like I like your bubble call. I like I'll go Choma with putting him in cash. Um, Webb, I I know he's not necessarily playing that well, but his course history is, is good enough in my opinion. In that price, um, I, I would think that he would be cash worthy as well. Uh, Kucher, I, I, I is is without that miscut last week is is cash worthy. If you don't like him, then then go with Horschel. Yeah, I, I did Bubba, Billy Ho, Henley. That'd be my three in cash. Uh, and build from there. There's a lot of options. A lot I've of got two out of three. To, that's this, you know, the same. I mean, that's yeah. that's pretty good. Yeah, we're we're working. We're working. Um, GPP, who you started out with, because this can get fun. Yeah. So I like um, Hideki, uh, Franny at seven thousand. So that leaves eighty-one fifty, and you know, pretty much do whatever you want to. Um, but then, yeah, throw in a guy like uh, like Keith Mitchell. Yeah, I like it. Um, I will go. I'll let people decide their guy up top. I'll go Corey Connors, Keith Mitchell, and Matt Wallace. You guys decide the rest from there. You can go all over the board. Um, now the fun stuff here. I'm going to DraftKings Sportsbook. Who got winning this thing? It's a great question, man. Um... Well, real quick, while you're thinking, I'll give some fun stats that uh, Dom left us a nice present here. It was a tweet from. Um, Jeff on the fantasy grind on Twitter. And he mentioned um, 10 of the last 11 winners have had a T seven or better. And one of their last five starts prior to the, the, the waste management, each of the past six winners of the waste management have finished T five or better at this event in a season prior to their win. Might not affect your answer. Best one. Throw that out there. Yeah. There'd be a lot of searching and figuring that shit out. Uh, I mean, you know, from like a, a win equity perspective, you know, I mean, Bubba at 40 is not terrible. I know he's never won here, but uh, I don't think that that's, you know, too awful bad. Um, Pat Perez, you know, but maybe go with more like a maybe potentially a top 10 with Pat at, you know, plus 700. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I feel like they laid these odds out pretty good. There's nothing that yeah. stands out to me that's like, yes, I would definitely bet that. If I had the ability to, and I didn't live in a state that refuses to legalize sports betting. I like Connors at 50. That stands out to me. I'm a sucker for Homex. I think he's good enough to win this at 70. Um, 
I like the Perez call, uh, the top 10 for sure. Uh, but going deeper, just some fun ones if you want to get uh, frisky with it. Man, Jill Dom was close last week. I don't know if he can bounce back, but he was damn close. And he's uh, he's 130. So that that's an interesting number to me. Um, other than that, though, it's hard to see a long shot winning in this field because usually we don't see long shots beating this kind of a field at all. Um, it happens from time to time, but I think I'd stick around like that Max Homa, Corey Connors, uh, that kind of range for me. Billy Ho at 50 is interesting from what we've seen from him. Um, and maybe that number changes. Usti at 35 was another one that kind of could be a fun one, but in reality, I think we have to imagine the big boys are going to win. Well, yeah, I mean, that's why you would probably maybe potentially want to go with uh, the John Rahm uh, Cincinnati Bengals uh, parlay at plus seven, uh, 179. Dude, who, how, how much is Hootay going to win by on Sunday? Mm, millions. For those that haven't kept track, Jesse is a Bengals fan, and I'm rooting for the Bengals as well. So let's get some. This yeah, week. I'm with you. Uh, you know, I I just can't wait for it. I think it's going to be a great game. It is for sure. But before we get there, any final thoughts on the Waste Management Open that will lead us to kickoff of the Super Bowl? Yeah, I got nothing. This is uh, the start of, of a really good stretch of golf here. So very excited uh, for the next few weeks and 56 days until the Masters. There you go. 56 days of the Masters, five awesome tournaments up till then. Like we got some great golf, great fields, the Riv next week, another yep. awesome one on tap. And then we start heading east to some awesome Florida golf. Uh, it's going to be great, but uh, we got 135 golfers, still T65 and ties, unless they put MDF out there. We don't know about it. We got T65 and ties. Um, only one golf course. We're going to have Shot Tracker the whole time. So <laughs> let's have some fun with it. Enjoy the television coverage too, because it's actually usually pretty good because uh those closing holes are awesome yeah of course so espn plus has been good too so i i'm really excited to see when it's not three or four two or three golf courses and ams out there and shit like that this this should be like what we really get for the rest of the year yeah for sure but uh until then if you guys have any questions hit us up in the fantasy dgens discord or just hit us up on twitter uh jesse is at dfs golf gods i'm at pediatric and good luck everybody we'll catch you guys next week Oh, no, 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 man, to the